and welcome to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. I'm your host, Riley, and uh, our co-host, as always, JP. Here we are. Um, There will be no uh, video for this um, episode because uh, someone, me, uh, forgot the SD card at his apartment, so you'll just have to... Our dozens of hands will be devastated. Yes, yes. You'll have to just (laughs) deal with our voices and accept that. Let your imagination run rampant when you're asking yourself, could he really be as handsome as he sounds? Don't look at YouTube. Just say yes. (laughs) I mean, I wore this beautiful Nightwing shirt. It's a great shirt. Just for tonight, too. I was like, you know what? It's nice outside. I want to show off my T-shirts. Where can I find a Nightwing shirt? Um, where did, I got this at like a comic book shop in Boston. Okay. But you could probably, okay. honestly, you could probably get this at like a Kohl's. Sure. Or sure. Hot Topic. Which, Hot topic. if oh, you go boy. into Hot Topic, haven't. Tread lightly. <laughs> they have the, like, there's, there's other things. They, they have there's the, more than Nightwing. They have the, like, best geek selection there is in there. Sure. With, when it comes to anime and, like, comics. But, okay. If you've seen the Hot Topic crowd, it speaks for itself. So just bear that in mind. Nice. The amount nice. of times I have to go in there for a specialty Funko Pop amazes me. Mm. They get all the weird exclusives. So Hey, they have their uses. Absolutely. Don't hate on Hot Topic without going in there and getting your Funko first. Just, just be prepared. It is a little bit of a culture shock. Sure. So That's good for some people yes. to get that culture shock. Speaking of culture shocks... Yeah. Let's bring it back to, like, one of the first, uh, like, big-time superhero movies. You bet. From 2003? Um, I believe it was 04, but close enough. The early 2000s. Early 2000s. Oh, wait, no, we're talking about the second one. I was talking about yeah. the first one. Yeah, yeah, so the yeah, second yeah. one was probably 04, 04 05. The one. First one, I believe, was... 04, was yeah. Solid, uh, 2001, 2000 range. Early 2000s. We should stick with that. So, let's do it. Spider-Man... Two. Whoa. Yes. Toby Maguire. Kicking it is Peter Parker. Heck yes. Loved him. Yes. Loved him as Peter Parker. He is probably the best on-screen comic accurate Peter Parker we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What I did realize about that movie, like this, the Raimi trilogy, is that it's way more about Peter than it is about Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. From like my that's perspective. Valid. From yeah. my perspective... Because, like, I don't know. I, I, I think that's good. I think that's accurate. What I like about that, you're making me think a little bit, but what I like about it is that they do that without sacrificing screen time with Spider-Man. Yes. Like, there are comic book movies in particular that struggle to find the right balance of giving the man or woman behind the mask their due time uh, without then having the movie end, and you're going, so we got like 15 minutes of the hero, yeah, <laughs> of the actual, uh, the actual visual reward. Like I think of Iron Man three a lot in that respect, where Tony's going through his struggles, and he's barely in the suit. He's barely in the suit until the end, and then they're like, you know what, 50 suits, right? <laughs> Which right. is epic, by the way. Don't that end scene is fantastic, but agreed, agreed. So I, I think that's a great observation on your part with this trilogy. Um, we both confessed prior to getting on the hot mic that we haven't watched the third one in a in a spell. It's been a long time. Yeah, and neither of us, I think, are anxious no, to break no, no. that streak. No, 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 no. I think we're good. But yeah, yeah. But Spider Man Two is where we're going to focus in on because Riles, I think this is a classic 
2004, so we're coming up, we're closer on the 20-year mark than we are just about any other mark for this movie. That's a long time. I didn't Absolutely. expect it to be that old, um, but I think this movie holds up so well. I think the story yes. is excellent. The cast is phenomenal. They deliver in spades. Tobey Maguire is great. Give me Kirsten Dunst all day is MJ. Fantastic. And I see in your face, you think otherwise. So this is where the podcast ends, right here on the Kirsten Dunst Hill. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of Kirsten Dunst. I'm sorry, but it was like that whole. Did we have the conversation with the Dark Knight, the first Dark Knight movie? Not the not Batman Begins, but the second one, right? Okay. Did we talk have this conversation? No. Where let's have it. So, I could not figure out why. Uh, Bruce and Harvey were fighting over Rachel because sure. to me Rachel in that movie is not an, a very attractive lady. I got gotcha. you. Okay? I got gotcha. you. And okay. For me, Kirsten Dunst is kind of in that same department like she's all right, but she's really? no like comic book MJ where it's like a knockout. You know what I mean? Man. Man, I don't know what you mean. She is fantastic. So, 2004 Kirsten Dunst. And I was watching the first movie, okay? Yep. And and like they get to the end and they're like, I love you, Peter. I'm like, I'm like, hold up. First of all, you date the bully for like the first 20 minutes, okay? Yep. And then for the ha other half of the movie, you're dating his best friend, Harry. And then you're like, oh yeah, it was you all along. <laughs> How do you know if it was him all along? You had one kiss with Spider-Man, which right. was a mystery. By right. the way, I do someday want to recreate that, but that's on a whole other note. Yep. But it's gonna take some effort because that's like one of the most iconic like kisses and yep. whatever. Yep. But uh, and then you like fell in love. You fell in love with Spider-Man. You didn't fall in love with Peter. I, I don't I'm disagree. sorry. I don't disagree. That connection is weak. Don't disagree. Um, where I will where I will fight you is Kirsten Dunst. Great is MJ. Love it. Love it. Big fan. And I will say, like, I don't mind, okay, we're going to jump all over the place with this because this is just a global topic. Yeah. I don't mind how they have gone a very different visual direction in the new Spider-Man movies and not even just visual direction with the character of MJ being played by Zendaya. Oh, yeah. That didn't her, bother me. Her personality is so different yeah. than she is in the comics, too. So... They're really just, but it's the character in name and in role in terms of relationship with Peter Parker yeah. only, which I don't have such a strong attachment to the character that I'm going, oh, you can't do that with MJ. Okay, they went a different but, direction, but I prefer, this is this is my MJ right yeah. here, Kirsten Dunst, 2004, Spider-Man 2, I'm in. But also in that defense too, I don't think, like, I think Tom Holland's a great MCU Spider-Man. Yes. I don't think he's a great comic accurate Spider-Man. Agreed. Because Agreed. the only I will say the only thing I have a problem with Tobey Maguire's Spider Man is yeah. that there aren't enough jokes when he's Spidey. He doesn't okay. really talk that much as Spidey. Okay. But he does he has great one liners. Yep. Okay, don't get me wrong, there's yep. some great one liners in that, but so he it's doesn't more a volume yeah, he doesn't talk as much rather than quality. Like I don't know if you noticed that in like the first and second movie, he does yep. not talk that much under the suit. Right. So I don't know right. if that was by design or what, but like just from my personal perspective, I guess. Agree. The dialogue is less. Yeah. And then you have Andrew Garfield, who I believe talked shit like all the time, which is fantastic. So if we could get that mix of of Toby's Toby's Peter Parker and Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, I think right. we'd have the perfect 
okay. on-screen Spidey. I like that. You make a great, great uh, argument for who the perfect Spider-Man or what it would look like. And honestly, I like that. and I honestly think I think Tom will get to that point where sure. he gets to a more comic accurate sure. Spidey. Yep. And yep. I also like that they did the web shooters. Like they show him working on the different web formula. Like okay. Toby's was all organic. Oh, we got to go into that. I love that. I don't mind it. I love that. Here, because here's the deal. All right, if we're really gonna go into this guy gets bitten by spider thing, yeah. and therefore becomes a spider. Come on, you what don't do shoot webbing. Do? Yeah. You don't shoot webbing. Like you're yeah. a partial spider. Okay. If I'm, if I'm a spider, I'm pissed. This guy's calling himself Spider Man because like Tio, like you might be more like Salamander Man because you can stick to things, but. Help me understand how you're a spider here, guy. Like, you you have no webs. You're out. Yeah. Like, that's an invalid spider. Well, for me, like, let's let's be real. If it was realistic, yep. okay, the webs would be coming out of his butt. Like, a, an actual spider. Yep, we don't want to go that far. No, no, thank nope, God. We're not going to appreciate that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, the, only, the only reason I prefer the actual web shooters yep. over the organic is right. because it actually shows how smart Peter is. I get that. Like they still yep. show how smart Peter is in the yeah. in the movies. But, but it's like, a direct reflection of his intelligence you, you and ingenuity. Yep. You don't see him actually like dinking around with it and yep. like coming up with different stuff. Yeah. And with Tom, that's what's great about Tom's is you actually see all the science stuff. I think he's the most yeah. sciencey. Yeah. Like he goes yeah. in, he built his own suit in in uh, Far From Home. Yep. Uh, to yeah. fight Mysterio. Right. So. That's that's fair. That's fair. My preference is for the organic web shooters so that he's a spider and not a salamander. Uh, that's, I, I prefer that. I prefer that. But I don't mind, and I, I agree with the correlation of, hey, it's a reflection of his intelligence, his creativity and ingenuity that he can build this stuff on his own. Because that's part of the unique uh, piece of Peter Parker yes. is... You have these other characters, Tony Stark being the Marvel example, who have wealth aplenty mm -hmm. with which they can develop these high-tech pieces of weaponry, and Peter Parker's just a dude. Like, he, he doesn't have the finances of a billionaire behind him in the comics. So that obviously, the MCU's kind of, you know, tweaking that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that is, that is a cool part about the character. So, I don't... I don't die on that hill. My preference no, is the I don't, organic I don't web die. shooters. Um, I think that was a cool twist. I like that. Who knows? There could have been folks going into Hot Topic in 2004 just getting all pissed when they unveiled those web shooters. They had to the organic organic webs. Hot hey, Topic just was I, boiling. I don't think I don't think boiling. Hot, I don't think Hot Topic was like that in 2004. <laughs> I think they were more focused on uh, what album Green Day was releasing at the time, ooh, but. Ooh. <laughs> Stereotyping. That's great. That's uh, great. Or Marilyn Manson. That that was more of the crowd, hot topic crowd back then, I'm sure. But Yeah, I can't speak from experience even though I could have, but I, I don't You don't know. even know. I don't if even If you know. get bored, you should just I don't even walk know. in there for a second. So just we, soak it in. We agree. Tony McGuire, excellent. You know who else is excellent? Aside from Kirsten Dunst. How about J.K. Simmons? Oh, yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. What a scene stealer. What oh, yeah. a beast. And one of the highlights 
for me, and it's not in Spider-Man 2, but it's in the yep. first Spider-Man, okay? Yes. This is why yes. I love J. Jonah Jameson, okay? Yes. He talks so much shit because he wants to make money. Yeah. But when it came down to it and the Green Goblin is choking him out mm. and is going to kill him maybe, he asks who the, photog- the photographer is right. for Spider-Man. Right. He doesn't say. He doesn't give up people. Without flinching. Like, there's not Without even flinching. Nope. That's a great, great pull on your part. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. at heart, Jay, Jonah Jameson is a good guy. But, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. which, yeah. By the way, yeah. I, you can't have another guy play Jay Jonah Jameson. No. There's no way. No. Uh, unbelievable. J.K. Simmons is so fantastic. So brash. Every scene he's in is just glorious. I love, love in, it. I love it. Just love it. I love in the second movie where... Uh, that like janitor comes in, he brings the suit to him, and then uh, he's like, "I want money for it." And then he hangs it up in his office, so he's looking at it. He's like, "Like and, with wall tags, yeah, like, yep, not even hanging yep. it up like well." And then Doc Ock is talking. He or Doc Ock is on a tear in New right. York, right? And right. he gave up. He gave up the suit. Yep. And uh, he's like, "You know what? It's my fault. We lost a hero, and it's my fault." And then. As soon as Peter comes back to steal it, he goes, You're a menace! I hate you! I'll end you! You're stealing my things! I'm like, jeez! Isn't that great? Oh, it's, that's, that's J. Jonah Jameson. That's, he's, that's he's Triple fantastic. J. One of the best parts of those movies. Um, he stands out in Spider-Man 2. He's excellent. Here, here's another thing we touched on a little bit before we hit record. Kevin Feige, executive producer of the Spider-Man trilogy. Kevin Feige is probably like the mastermind behind a lot of superhero movies that some of us don't even know about. Because I'm pretty what? sure, I, I know for sure he was on the one of the first X-Men movies. Yep. And look it up, but there's a very possible chance he was a part of the first Fantastic Four movie. Ooh, interesting. He's got some. He's got some interesting. Like, the dude just loves what he does. So, and, I'm looking forward to reading that dude's biography someday. Yeah, I don't want it to be written yet because there's still a lot more to come. But uh, but I am certainly I, certainly interested in hearing about his just getting into his mind, like what on earth and how the heck he has these ideas. I mean, that that's crazy. Back in 2004, none of us are picking Kevin Feige's name out of the hat and going, yeah, this guy. This guy is going to come through and develop superhero movies in an incredible way. And I think he's no, one. I think he's one of the main reasons, like we have Sam Raimi directing the new Doctor Strange movie. Yep, absolutely. Kevin Feige, executive producer. There he is. I'm a genius. So Kevin Feige has had this. He's always been he's there. had this trail, and then yep. I think you know because this is honestly a great. I, didn't mind the first Fantastic Four movie. Okay. The original first one. It's been a long time since I've seen it, yeah, though. Yeah, so. same. Um, same. But going back to Spider-Man 2, Bring it. I think the main... Uh, the other thing we need to mention, obviously, is Alfred Molina. Oof. Probably one of the best on-screen villains. No doubt. Arguably ever. For, like, a comic book movie. I shouldn't say, like, all time, because we've had a lot of good villains all time, but... Uh, yeah. Not, not a lot of great ones, though. Like, there's no. been plenty of villains that have been, I would say, throwaway, disposable villains. And Alfred Molina probably did more with this character in this movie um, than there should have been. Probably the worst thing the movie does with his character is kills him. Because I would love to see more of Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. 
And I love that he just leans into the, well, like, I'm the strong kind of fat, essentially. Like, here's the deal. Anymore, you're in a superhero movie, it doesn't matter, like, what your role or what your stage of life is. Like, you just get shredded or ripped. And Alfred's like, ah, nah, I'm just taking the shirt off. I am good. And he leans into it. And it's perfect. He's a big dude. He's got some beef behind him and he and it's great it lends authenticity to the character yeah. because he's not supposed to be this shredded athlete yeah he's supposed to be this intellect who goes nuts suffers a tragedy that pushes him to madness and is equipped with freaking robot arms yeah. and that's great we don't want to see alfred we don't want to see Alfred Molina as shredded Doc Ock. We don't need I mean, that. kind of, but <laughs> for other reasons. <laughs> so, perfect. Well, perfect c- casting for the role, and he crushes it. Well, because when uh, William Defoe comes out of the tube, oh my that gosh. dude just gets jacked. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. But jacked when, Willem. Yeah, yeah, but the great thing about um, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, too, is the fact that he, he made him, people care about it. Yep. Like, he was, like, he... He was relatable. He was not a he was not a bad guy. Like yep. even with Green Goblin, like yep. he was on that border of crazy and sane, or crazy and yeah, sane, where he's trying to balance between the two. And he was he's, clearly a dick. Yeah, but like, he was fighting himself. Yep. Throughout the whole movie until he's just yep. like, you know what? It's all you, man. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But with like Doc Ock, you get that whole like he doesn't really want to do this. Yep. That inhibitor thing breaks. Yep. He, He's fighting, well, not really fighting the chip very well, but the chip kind of takes over. Pretty, pretty weak fight. Yep. yep. He just went for it. Yep. Yeah. And then, like, slowly, like, Peter gets him back, and he's yep. like, oh, man, I screwed up. How impressive was the CG for Doc Ock's arms? Like, this is 2004, okay, and there are moments in this movie where the CG stands out not in a good way. Yep. But they're, they're, they're relatively brief because, really, the big moments... And one of the most consistent times is the CG of those arms. Yep. That's fantastic. That's not going to look better today. Yep. It's really good. The weird thing, too, that I forgot is that the arms, like, talk to him. And I never yeah. understood that. I never understood yeah. how they talk to him. Right. And then they have it, like, right. peeking out like this. <laughs> I, I never fully understood that. But I'm like, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Really cool. Speaking of villains, okay, how about all the teases for the lizard? In this movie, I know like with Dr. Connors. Connors. Yes, yes, just walking around, one armed, and it's it's cool to see his relationship with Otto too. Yes, he's like yeah, we're colleagues, we're friends. Like he's got the relationship with Otto Octavius. He's got the relationship with Peter Parker. Yep. he's just waiting to get turned into a giant freaking lizard. Yep, for sure. Oh, and I would have rather had. I probably would have rather had Raimi's take on lizard before mm-hmm. the new one, but yeah, or the the one we got. Yeah, but. Yeah. That's, That's right. a story for a different day. There's, there's still time. I think one of the things that I really enjoy so much about this movie is that it really does a great job in the action scenes of leaning into Spider-Man's unique abilities, like what makes his character so physically impressive. Yep. Like he's so agile. He's so tough to essentially like get a straight shot on. Like the scene where he and Doc Ock are fighting on the train and he like bends his body to fit through the bridge. That's just nuts. He's standing on the side of the train, and then he 
just flips himself all the way back to avoid the other train coming along. Like, that is sweet. That is freaking sweet. Probably one of the most iconic comic book movie fights yes. is that train scene, yes. which is phenomenal. Oh. And at the end where it takes the mask off and stops the train, and yep. then the yep. like the New York City people like carry him in, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh man, he's just a kid. Oh. Which he is. He's a college kid, and he's protecting all these people. Because Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's awesome. I love how they, they take advantage of, of his character in the right way yep. in that respect. Like and, they're showcasing his talents. Like, and yes, that's great. And the connection with Uncle Ben. Yep. I love it. Yep. Like that's that's Uncle Ben right there. And yep. it shows because that's Spider Man. Like his whole life is affected by his uncle's death. Yeah. That scene where he has to apologize to Aunt May. Yep. And the scene where he's like argue, like he has this inner struggle where he's like I can't yep. be Spider-Man anymore. And he right. feels like he's letting his uncle down. But he's yep. like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. It's screwing up my life. That's what makes that story so good, is it's such a great story of sacrifice. And he has to make the right choice. But almost every time, it's the out of the options in front of him. Okay, so you got the right choice. But it's also goes hand in hand with oh it also happens to be yep. the hard thing to do well and that's the i think that's the essence of peter is yeah. like it's always they call it the parker luck for a reason but he's like you know he goes out there he's yep. he's the hero but because yep. he chooses to be spider-man at this point it screws up his life at this point and it's right. always trying to he struggles with that balance he always yep. struggles with that balance yep yeah what a what a great character i I think the MCU Spider-Man movies have been enjoyable so far. Um, I really enjoyed Far From Home. But for me, this movie, Spider-Man 2, like that's the gold standard of what I want to see in Spider-Man. Like him making tough choices, dealing with the consequences, struggling to make it work not just as the hero but also as the alter ego. Yes. Um, but coming through, like the character that makes the tough choice, that is willing to make the sacrifice. I mean, in this movie, right? In, Spider- in the first Spider-Man movie, there's that uh, that allure of the newness of his abilities, and he's like, "Well, sure, of course, I'm going to be Spider-Man because this is awesome." But by the time we get to Spider-Man Two, like, whew, it's not going well. No. Like from the get-go, the scene where he has to deliver the pizzas is hilarious. Yep. But it sets such a good tone for the movie of, yeah, it's not good to be Spider-Man. No. It's hard. Like you would think that having all these abilities would just take you into some kind of rarefied air where you're not having to deal with life's normal circumstances but oh my he is and it's difficult and it's so rewarding to watch him come through to get through that uh and to come out the other side better for it it's great absolutely great and on a final note before we get into the next thing yep. alfred molina is coming back as doc ock I don't know if you've seen this or not, but he did confirm that he will be showing up in No Way Home, the new Spider-Man movie. So there are very heavy rumors that Andrew Garfield's going to be back right. as Spidey, right. uh, Tobey Maguire. And the rumors that I saw was uh, that even those Spider-Men are going to have their own individual scenes too. So, um, because Sony it's like... wild. Yeah. Wild. Sony opened the door to be like, you know what? If you guys really want a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 4, we would consider giving it to you. <laughs> so, I mean... Which, that's that's a whole other question. Like, 
<laughs> well, I, yeah, well, see, and then there's these, uh, there's these rumors. Uh, I shouldn't say rumors. There's always these jokes I see, yeah. and it's like uh, these memes about like Sam Raimi being in charge of Doctor Strange too, and it's like Kevin Feige reminding him that he's not filming Spider-Man Four. So, right. But like I said, Doc, this new Doctor Strange movie is going to be the key to opening up the rest of the MCU. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that. That's true. So I got one axe to grind. Okay, yep. this is the Spider-Man character in general. Okay. What the F is the deal with the hyphen in the name Spider-Man? Okay, Batman, there is no hyphen. Superman, there is no hyphen. All one word. All one word. What is Spider-Man's deal um, with the hyphen? I don't know if you know, he's very adamant on the hyphen, by the way. <laughs> he, he, there are moments in the comics, and was it the movie too, where he's like... He's like, don't forget the hyphen. They always forget the hyphen. But it wasn't this movie? Like, maybe not the movie, movie but yeah. there is there is in the comics multiple times where he's like, do not forget the hyphen. I, I think it, it's a focus on like my my guess. Like, Iron Man is two separate words, so yes. I get it. Iron and Man, f- fair enough. Um, and plus, it just looks funny, like Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> not phonetically very sound. Yeah. But. My guess is that it's to emphasize that. He's part spider, he's part man, but he's still one, so they me. hyphen it. It just bugs me. I don't because care Because they it. want to emphasize that, yep, he's a spider, and yep, yep he's a man, right. hyphen it out. Like, <laughs> it just bugs me. It's like, <laughs> we know. Like, we clearly because Because he doesn't have organic webs. He's making his own, because, his own webs. Because Batman. Full circle. Okay, because Batman isn't a bat and a man. He's just Batman, so they put it all together. At the point, we know that. It, well, yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, that's why I think the hyphen's in there. I'm just disappointed. They, I prefer the they, hyphen. They messed up. I like the hyphen. <laughs> I didn't know you had such a beef with the hyphen. I hate the hyphen. Can't stand that it's there. Well, Peter loves the hyphen. He just, makes sure that you don't forget oh the gosh. hyphen. It's unbelievable. That's, that's my only real real beef that and it's a bummer that uh spider-man 3 didn't didn't cash in on what spider-man 2 set up because man this was so good and i'll say it again it it holds up so well yeah like such a good movie and and a good standalone movie like you don't you don't even have to have seen the first one you don't have to worry about seeing the third one if you're like i would like a great superhero movie there it is yep go watch spider-man 2 and i think to like top this off like i was reading sam raimi didn't really know who venom was when he was writing spider-man 3 mm-hmm. and sony's like venom is so popular right now put him in there put him in there put him in there so he's right. and he likes the character like he was reading the character and he's like oh i love this character. but pretty yeah. much to me he was shoving in a character that right. he didn't really want in necessarily right away so if they would have set yeah. up venom for like maybe the the fourth movie or something we would have had a different outcome because yeah i think I think his focus, what he really wanted to do, was have that climactic end fight with him versus Harry, and sure. then maybe throw Sandman in there. Sure. Because I don't think the the guy they cast Sandman was actually a good casting choice. I thought. Yeah. He yeah. looked like Sandman from the comics. Yep. They, so. they had one too many villains in that movie. So. Man, that was the problem. Yeah. yeah. Although I would have preferred they just don't have another Green Goblin. Right. Like yeah. there for me, there was no necessary. To ha- it was not necessary to have Harry Osborn ride in on a hover hover skateboard, and <laughs> it was it was it was weird at best. Weird at best. For sure. Yeah. But I do like James Franco. And we'll Franco. <laughs> we'll end on that. 
We, we just have to. James Franco's cool. We just have to. Good for you, James. So let's talk some current topics. All right, there's our there's our past past touch. Let's hit on what's going on right in the now. And you and I just recently finished watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And Absolutely. Spoilers, because we're just going to get yeah, into We are going to get spoilers. Yep, we're just going to. So skip ahead a good 20, 25 minutes if you don't want to get spoiled on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But we're we're going to go in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I loved it. I loved it too. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. I think I did. I did not expect... To enjoy the dynamic between Falcon and Bucky, you didn't okay. expect to. I didn't expect no, not as much as I did. Let me let me explain. I thought okay, it'll it'll be fine. I, I'm intrigued. I'm excited to see it. But I didn't ahead of time go. Oh yeah, this is going to be an incredible dynamic, and it was like the friendship that developed between those two guys, the buddy cop dynamic that the writers leaned into. Gold. It was great. It was great. I loved that. I knew I was going to love that pairing mm-hmm. after when after watching Civil War, because yep. those two, yep. the fact that he's like, sure, and they brought back the seat scene yep. where they're like, yep. uh, let Can me guess, yeah, let me guess, you're not going to move your seat up, and he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. they worked really well together for not having their like uh, their peanut butter. Yeah. There anymore, right? Which was right, which was Steve. Yeah, Steve was like the reason they even hung out, right? <laughs> and now they right. hang out. They had the mutual friend. Mutual friend is no longer there, and yep. all of a sudden they've got to make it work on their own. And they do. And they do. And we, and we don't know what happened to Steve. Yeah, boy, they they can. I thought to they were pretty open ended, didn't they? I thought they were gonna have a like. I thought the first episode was gonna be his funeral. Mm. And then they don't really mention what happens to Steve. Mm-hmm. So did Steve go back to his, the alternate timeline? They do act like they know where he is, though. I know. Yeah. We can we yeah. can get into, like, right. all the future right. rumors right. At, right. once we break through. But, yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. So my favorite – I shouldn't say my favorite character. How do I want to break this down? Just go for it. You can have a ton um, of favorite No, no, favorites. I know. So, a ton of them. Like – Bucky, I think Bucky's arc through this whole show was fantastic. The yep. fact that yep. he's he just agreed. I'm trying to think of how to word this. At first, he's just devastated and he, and like he's like, like trying to make up for being the Winter Soldier, but in the right. wrong ways. Right. And he's not asking for forgiveness. He's just trying to fix it himself. Yeah. And then you watch him fully go through, and he's like, okay. I have to accept that that's what, who I was, yeah. and I wasn't in control, and I have to fix whatever I can. Yeah. But his, uh, and I think one of his best scene, his best scene easily is when they flat, flat, flash back to him in Wakanda, yep. and you have the uh, yep. Dora Milaje yep. chick chanting, or not chanting, <laughs> but saying the words yeah. over and over, like... Right. All the way through, and you can see his face. Just he just breaks down because yeah. they cleaned him out. Yep. He cleaned his head out. Yeah. Yeah. His arc is tremendous. Um, kudos to Sebastian Stan for for conveying that struggle. I mean, it's uh, you know Sam Wilson goes through a great arc as well. However, I think his character 
is pretty pretty steady from start to finish. Yes. Like you don't necessarily see different layers of Sam. Like he he makes a very different choice at the end of the show to take on the mantle of Captain America, whereas at the beginning he's he just feels like the shield is too is too much for him. He does not feel worthy of that selection exactly. of Steve's. But with with Bucky Barnes, like my goodness, his character changes so much from just the seemingly eternally tormented, conflicted, haunted, former <laughs> just psycho killer to a guy that like lives liberated. Like he's making his own choices. He has confronted his past, which is a big with a big assist from Sam Wilson. Like that that conversation that Sam Wilson has with Bucky Barnes in that second to last episode about how he has to change his approach yep. to his past is so strong. Um, and that was just a just a delight to see that character of Bucky Barnes progress from episode one through episode six. I want to rewatch the show right now just for that. Like yeah. there's there's other pieces I'd I'd like to rewatch and pick up on again, but just for that arc. Um Oh, that was so good. Well, and he's so like, he's finally back to being Bucky. Yes. Like, that's how he was in the first movie. Right. And then he finally gets back to that point where he's like, okay. Yeah. So I'm hoping, and I'm hoping they call him the White Wolf, which we didn't see that name change, so I don't know what Marvel's plan for Bucky is with that, but, mm-hmm. like, you know how it switched the end from Falcon so to yep. Captain America? Yep. They didn't do that for him, so I'm very right. curious on what they're going to go with on that route, and I right. hope I hope they do go White Wolf, and he yeah. just looks like that, or they just call him Bucky. I'm okay with them just calling him Bucky, too. Right. I'd like to see the White Wolf. That's that's too cool. I know, right? <laughs> that's too cool of a name. I know. And the, and the, Let's see, we've got White Wolf or Bucky. It's like, but do for the right thing. But for the Just love the right of thing. God, do not give him... I don't want a mask for Bucky, unless it's like his Winter Soldier mask, where it's yep. just the half mask. Yep. I don't want anything like that. Yeah. They called him Sergeant Barnes in Episode 6. The man got his name back in his respect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I'll tell you what, like, something that I really was hoping for going into it was that Bucky would end up being Captain America, because I enjoyed the heck out of that part of his arc um, in the comics. But what I didn't expect and ended up enjoying a great deal was that we, we got what the comics gave us with the transformation of Bucky to what he, you know, to where he started, to where he ended. And, and we got a new Captain America. That was a great choice in Sam Wilson. I enjoyed that. I didn't expect it. My preference was, I knew it was between the two of them. I didn't know which way the show was going to go, but I was hoping it for, hoping for it to be Bucky. But I liked that they ended up going with Sam Wilson See, instead. See, I figured it was going to be Sam the whole time. Yep. I figured. I don't want to get too political, but with the political landscape we're in right that had now, a factor. I think that it had a part of a factor, but also the fact like. That's the that's Sam's arc through this entire show is yep. whether or not he finds himself worthy. He yeah. held Steve up to such this high level where he's like, no one can fill his shoes, and right. no one really can fill Steve's shoes because Steve right. was kind of one of a kind dude. But yep. he realizes that who he is is enough. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he's gonna have a different. He's gonna have his his take on Captain America. Right. Like he understands that right. he's not Steve, yep. and that's okay. Yeah, Steve wasn't asking him to be. 
Steve. And telling him, be by you. the way, one of the best comic accurate suits we've seen on screen. Oh yeah. My yeah. God. Boy, did they it is that. beautiful. They didn't mess around. Did and they? his entrance yeah. with the suit when he throws it through the window and yeah. he flies in, I'm like, Ooh. I pretty much shat myself a little bit. <laughs> there was a little bit of poo. And I was like, wow. That's great. My, That's great. I will say my favorite scene, though, in the entire show is John Walker versus the other two. I, I wanted to rewatch fight. just that fight. That fight was brutal. It, it was, was brutal. Awesome, though. Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I'm not questioning its awesomeness. Like, we have seen so many of these movies... Like, there's just violence just woven into the movies and the show. So I feel like to a certain extent, you get a little numb to it. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that, that dude got thrown off the building. Yep, shot, dead. That fight was making me cringe with phantom pain. I was like, oh, oh, ouch, oh, ouch. Like, that was tough. See, I didn't do that. I was like, yes! <gasps> and then I was like, break it again! <laughs> Because when they break his arm with the oh shield, I was like, yes! I was freaking out. I was like, yes! Keep going! That's how I was. Breaking out the beam with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, keep going! And then it was so emotional. I did. I just wanted more of that. It was awesome. And the fact that they like used each other to like yeah. hit, hit into each other. Yeah. like They oh, gave man. it their all. But I felt... The most emotional part of that, too, was at the end, and you just see Falcon, and the only thing he's doing is trying to wipe the blood off the shield. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like... Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. But... Yeah. Quite the scene. You know, to to come back to something you said earlier about about Sam Wilson's character, that's really where Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes are able to connect and find that common thread is in their own, for their own reasons, neither of them find themselves worthy right like yep. sam wilson's like I, I can't be captain america i can't do what steve rogers did and bucky's a little bit more grave where it's like I, i'm not i shouldn't be alive like i have killed so many innocent people um I, i'm on that precipice of just going completely over to the darkness and so different <laughs> sets of circumstances but that's that's the common thread that brings them together is they're both str- they both have the same struggle and it's so rewarding to watch them unwillingly at first use that friendship to bring each other out of that place of unworthiness. Bucky's like, you know what? I don't know what's next, but at least I know I've got a reason to live. This, right? The best part of that, too, is that when, that, when they like both, both walk up to John, you can see it in his eyes that's been in there for the last four or five episodes. Yep. That dude was waiting to jump John Walker from, yes. from minute one as soon as that dude yes. got announced as the new cat. It was time. It was he's time. Like, it was just payoff He's time. like, you guys don't want to do this. He's like, no, nah, we really we do. Really do. <laughs> So I think Bucky and I Correct. were in the same boat. We're like, yes, it's, break it's his time. arm. It's time. Uh, yeah. yeah. How about John Walker, by the way? I didn't expect his character to not die. Um, um, that's great. I'm really okay with it. I, well, I was like, I, we, first of all, we better get a U.S. agent. And we did. Yep. Um, and that suit also. This show knocked it out of the park with comic accurate suits, minus Flag Smasher. But did we really want the Flag Smasher suit to be comic accurate? 
I don't know if you've seen that suit. I, I haven't but seen that, and I also have not seen the U.S. agent suit, so I'm going to take U.S. agent word suit for is it, fantastic, it yes. Okay. Um, but uh, from the bottom of my heart, if you hated on that man before you watched the entire show and you hated that actor and you sent him death threats from the bottom of my heart, quit watching movies. Did people really do that? Yes, they sent that man death threats. And the oh and gosh. he stayed off of social media, which is genius. But and it was all because he's like, "How dare you stare stand where he stood, guys? It's not real. It's a fictional and, story. And uh, it's uh, fictional. And if you hate him, he's doing These his are the job. That shop at Hot yes. Topic. No. No. Those are, are the, sure? no. Are we sure? Those are the people that shop at Whole Foods and only eat vegan stuff. Yeah. That's that market. But. Uh, but, uh, yep. like, if he if you hate him, he's doing his job well. He's not He did not come in there to Great be a point. likable guy. That's a good point. Right. Like, he's effective. He, he came in there to be an... He, like, to I be actually, disliked. Yes. He came in there to be I disliked. I didn't actually hate him ever mm. until, like, you could tell he took the, like... This, the serum. The, you could tell yep. he took the super serum, right. the super soldier serum, right. or that brand or version of it. Yep. And you could kind of tell he was losing it a little bit. Right. And it was just he's blinded by rage. His best friend just died. Yep. Like, what would you do if your best friend just got murdered in front of you? Right. I don't. You, no one would know until it happened. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I mean, he definitely shouldn't have killed that guy in public, on live. Like, and he went off the, after the wrong dude. He was just blinded. Yep. Yep. Killed the wrong dude there, friend. Uh, that's that's hard to defend that one. Here's, let's let's get into this a little bit, okay? So, Bucky and Sam take John Walker down. John Walker gets shipped back to the States and then just gets, like, stripped of almost any semblance of humanity and dignity. I thought, for as wrong as John Walker's actions were, I thought that was absolute Bush League bad leadership. Like, I felt bad for John Walker in that instance. I'm like, time out. You guys, you leaders, you senators, you sent him out there as a soldier. What do soldiers do in war? They kill people. <laughs> he killed a guy. Yes, in broad daylight. But it was the optics of it. Like, it was because it looked bad that they're like, well, you're now our scapegoat. So well, they, they didn't take any ownership of their actions. Like, you cut him loose. That, you sent him out there. That's, that's bad leadership. Well, and that's that. why they did it, though, is because yep. they picked this guy to be Captain America. Yep. And to fill that role of Captain America, you can't murder you, a dude. You can't murder a you, you have to hold certain values. Like, which, which you, I get that. We like, had stripped him of the Captain yeah. America title, but they're going dishonorable, discharge, no benefits. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa time out. I, I don't disagree. Like, yeah. you're right. Bad choice for Captain America. But woo, they went nuclear on his yeah. ass. Like that was tough. But I, I think it was just to save face in front of everybody else. Yeah. They're like, we have to like. Which is why I hated it. I hate that kind of leadership. Just no, terrible. No, I know. Terrible. Terrible. But I mean, he got he got picked back up. So, but it was fun to see him still be a part of it. Like his character's arc could have ended there. Yep. For the show. And he redeemed himself. He did he really did? Yeah. Like, yep. when he he could have chosen to go after Carly. To rev- uh, to right. avenge his friend, right? And he ended up saving hostages. Yep. So yep. I mean, Pretty well, cool tried reaction. to save hostages. Made the effort. And Made then, the effort. and then his uh, little toy frisbee that he used got 
beat the shit, but that's another point. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, A for effort, and yeah. that's it. Um, and can we talk about, uh, oh, what's her name? That chick that came in from uh, Sharon, Seinfeld? Sharon Carter. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, yeah. That was a plot twist that I didn't see coming. So I had to look her up. Right. It turns out, okay, so she worked with S.H.I.E.L.D., so I don't know. I don't know what part yep. of her Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Yep. So I don't know what part of her journey she's going to be on. Yep. But in the comics, she was with Shield for a long time. Okay. And then was a double agent for Hydra. Okay. Was with Hydra for a little bit, and then was a triple agent and worked for the Russians. I owe. So she's like your true spy film girl. Did she ever have a so that you know that's did she ever an alter ego? Like did she ever have a, a character? Uh, Madame Hydra. She does go. She's not the first Madam Hydra, but she does go by Madam Hydra for a little while. Okay. Okay. So, but yes. Sure. But otherwise, she's just like a Shield agent. Okay. So I don't. I don't know what route they're gonna go. I have a feeling they're gonna go the Hydra route. Like, can you imagine if they bring back Hydra in a subtle way? I mean, it opens the doors for a lot of different things. So. Yeah. To um, have that. Great. Great. Great actor. Superpower. Like right. This is just she's great. Um she she's great. She just took over. She just when she entered, man. when she entered, she took over. It was awesome. She's simply one of those people that God said, and you you will be awesome. Like you will be great in whatever you are in. Like seriously, I, I, I can't say that I've seen her in a lot, but everything I've seen her in, she's just tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. We don't all have that ability. I just waiting She's for Jerry it. to come in. <laughs> My God. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's what we're missing. Yeah, we were missing. Really, honestly. But uh, who else? Oh, so the Air Force guy, Joaquin. Yep. yep. That's a character to watch. Okay. Because he becomes the next Falcon. Okay. Sure. In the comics. Sure. So when he gives, when uh, Falcons like keep the wings. Right. He's going to modify him. He'll be yep. the new Falcon. Okay. Um, I'm right with that. Because in the comics, him and the real Red Wing, because in the comics, Red Wing is an actual Falcon yep. and not a robot, yep. uh, some weird experiment happens and his like genetics mix with Red Wings. So he actually has bird wings. Right. Of a Falcon. So Comics, man. Yep. And then uh, they probably won't go that route. Mm. But just like how they don't give uh, Sam his actual talking to birds ability. That's for the best. That's for the best. Honestly, let's, let's keep that. Honestly, keep it would it be so cool to see actual Red Wing with them all the time. Listen, but I didn't think that there was a place for Ant Man, and they've made good Ant Man movies, and they cast Paul Rudd. So damn it, they can do whatever they want. I love Paul Rudd. But, so I I will preface I will preface this statement with that concession. There is no way. We don't need anybody talking to birds. Yeah. Like, we don't need that. Here's what's great about this show. Okay, well, one of the great things. Yep. All these characters, whether the protagonists or the antagonists, so complex. Like, John Walker's character. Like you said, you're supposed to hate the guy. But at the end, he has this redemptive arc. The Flag Smashers and Carly Morgenthau. Not hard to relate to what it is that she's going through and the angle that she's coming from. I mean, Sam Wilson is consistently, consistently trying to relate to her, talk, reason to her, because he's not wrong in thinking that, listen, you're coming at this with the right intentions of trying to help people, just going about it in a uh, not great, 
fashion. He That's never really fought back. Character. He nope. never fought back. Never fought back. Uh, freaking Baron Zemo. Dude, Woo! Zemo is the shit, okay? <laughs> By the way, the fact that he only wore the purple mask for a minute and a half is a crime against humanity, and I will stand by that forever, okay? That was such a blatant fan service thing. Like, the mask is in the car. It's like, yep. oh. why? And then, why? Why, is the, why does this mask exist? Yeah, they don't explain they don't, it. No. no, they're just like, no. He literally he looks and throws it on yeah, for he, no reason. It's he, like he's trying to hide his identity. He literally looks in there and he's like, this is cool. <laughs> Taking this. And then he's like, you know what? It's cold outside. Let me put this on real quick and shoot not, some people. Is he rapport with this happens? Yeah, yeah. And then it blows up. Literal fire in his face. And he still has a ski mask on. But... You could have been like, oh, this is what my ancestors wore. Cool, yeah. that would have been great. Right, no, but, uh, just pure fan service. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. his character was awesome because Agreed. his character wasn't bad either. And the and keep in mind, too, the, complex. the only two super soldiers he was okay with keeping alive were Steve and Bucky. Right. He wanted to kill every other one. Yep. And I think the only reason he didn't go after John Walker is because he didn't know John Walker took the serum. Yeah, you're right. You're and, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking back, but John Walker knocks him out without him, without Zemo being able to see yep. who it is that's knocking him out. Yep. Huh. And he didn't. Know, he thought he smashed every single serum. Yep. So I don't think he knows that's a John Walker is a super soldier. That's how pure he was in his purpose. How about that? He's got vials upon vials sitting in front of him. And, I mean, did you think he was going to take it? Because I did. You thought Baron was? You oh, bet. I didn't think Baron I was. I did. I thought, oh, he's going to take it, and now we've got Baron Zemo as the bad guy, and then he smashed him. What a great twist. What a great twist. But, dude, he was legit. He was smashing those vials like he was trying to hard. kill 15 cobras. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That dude was going yep. those hard. Those were snake stomps, and just... Little glass files Dude, there, bud. Okay, but what's the yep. best thing about Zemo? Okay? Like, at the end, he ends up in the raft. Yep. Okay? I'm a thousand percent sure this is setting up a Thunderbolt series or movie. Okay? Okay. okay. Because he has led the Thunderbolts before yep. in the comics. Okay? Well, shouldn't say, well, he kind of led. But Thunderbolt Ross, I'm pretty sure, is in charge of the raft. So we have possible Red Hulk coming in. Okay? And whoever else they want to throw on the Thunderbolts because right. kind of a game changer. Right. There's rumors they might throw John Walker on there. I don't think they will. Hmm. But I think John Walker will be like an agent for Hydra unwilling, like unknowingly. Like I think right. they'll send him in to do things and okay. then he turns out those things that he was doing were bad. And then he's going to have that whole conflict and then he's going to go kill Hydra people. That's my guess okay. on his arc. Okay. But uh, yeah, we're, get, we're probably going to get a Thunderbolts because... I don't know who else is in the raft right now. There's not a lot of people, yep. probably, but I think we'll start seeing more villains get thrown in the raft over okay. over yeah, killing he, them off. The occupation level has to be fairly low at this stage, um, but loved having him in there. What a what an unexpected pull from Civil War, but I'm glad that they I'm glad they brought him in the fold. I'm glad we're not done with that character. That was. That was great. Here's something that, as we're talking through this, that I'm really enjoying and appreciating more now than I did before. With the exception of Carly Morgenthau dying, everybody else lived. Well, her crew died. 
Her crew. Her entire her crew. crew got blown up because Zemo's butler came through. Yeah, I'm, Who I'm saw dis- that I'm coming? I'm dismissing the crew. It's like, yeah, you guys were always going to die. But yeah, good good on Zemo's butler. Like, what a... Did you just see him too? What a champ. He was legit sitting in there like this. Yeah. He was, he was pleased. It was just another day at the office for that guy. Um, but I love that they have these characters, they develop them, and they didn't just off them. Like, we get more of these characters. That, that That's great, because it's so easy, right? We just talked about Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock, great villain, great character. Dead? That's, that's it? That's my biggest beef with some of these superhero movies, is yes. I think they kill villains off too easily. It's, like, not, it's not necessary. And in That's the, not necessary to have the good guys win for the bad guy to die. We don't need that. Yeah, and in the comics, they're like, never die. We're right. gonna keep you alive forever, and it's like, right. okay, you can kill him off eventually. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, there's because there's a. I would have loved it if Killmonger would have been stayed alive. Mm. I would have loved it if. I still uh, think he might be alive. Yeah, there's I still a good possibility they could bring him back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, and we could talk about this forever. Yeah. What a great show! Really good stuff. Really, really good and, stuff. And to end it, what the hell was up with Sharon Carter? Okay. Yep. Don't know. Didn't see that one coming at all. There's a lot of rumors on her, but go like, I don't. It was unexpected. It was unexpected. I'm not not unexpected that she ended up being the power broker, per se, but unexpected that she was like just as a transparently bitch. bad, right? As any of these characters. Like we just talked about, we had these complex characters where. Even the bad guys, the John Walkers, the Carly Morgenthau's, like you could relate. The Baron Zemos, Sharon Carter, not so much. Like, woo. She was gonna kill. She was gonna kill Carly regardless. Yes. Carly was gonna die because yes. she didn't. He yeah. didn't. She didn't want Sam knowing that she's no. a power broker. Yeah. So there yeah. are theories that she's gonna come back and like secret or secret empire, not secret empire. Uh, the secret invasion. Yeah. Because there's rumors like, oh, she's a scroll, so she's gonna try to get all these weapons out to. Scroll people, but like, I don't think I don't that's know, where they're going with Secret Invasion. I don't know. I don't know, I don't yeah. know what they're gonna do because yeah. to me, it's like a complete 180 of who she was. It is like, I get being pissed off that your country like disavowed you, yep, and but they gave you everything back, they fixed it, and then you're like, okay, well, we're gonna keep screwing you guys over, yeah, screw America, yeah, not, ex- not expected, not expected. Tough look for Sharon. Would have loved to have and seen. She was co- so cool. Yeah. She was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Would have loved to have seen something different. But <laughs> and that kicks us off into. Let's go. Loki. Loki. And Shang Chi. Probably a little bit of Shang Chi. We got to touch on Shang Chi a little bit. Okay. So so Loki, I just want to talk about what it is that we want to see in Loki. Oh, okay. 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 What What do we want out of that show? I want Owen Wilson. For the whole stretch of the show, I will be furious if he's only like in one yes! episode. If he's in the first episode, a little bit of the second, Loki kills him, or some other, and he's just done. I want Owen pull the pole. Yeah, whole I agree way. With you. So that's what I want. Because give me Owen Wilson in my veins like, I'm, all I'm day. Pretty sure this whole series is about them fixing the timeline. Yep. So yep. all the alternate timelines that happen in Endgame, they're going to fix it and make it one timeline again. Right. I'm pretty sure, right? That's what it's set up to look like. So that's how they're – let me rephrase. That's how they're marketing it. Like they're definitely in that most recent trailer when Owen Wilson's character is talking to Loki about all the, the timelines that have branched off of the main thread of reality. 
it's pretty obvious that, okay, they're bringing Loki in to assist with fixing the timeline. Okay. So, so yep. here's what I want. Yep. Okay. I want the fixing of the timelines to bring back characters. Okay. In, in, uh, that make, in a sense, that makes sense. So you're fixing off timelines. Yep. It, let's say, like, this timeline so meshes with this timeline. Yeah, because yep. think about it. Like, if all the timelines mesh together, okay. like, obviously things didn't happen the right way here. Sure. Obviously things didn't happen the right way here. Sure. I, I guess it just depends on what all it's, happens. It's time travel. You get to yes. make up your own rules. So. But it's the, their own weird take on time travel. Yes. So I don't yes. I don't fully know what no, route we're going to go. That's exactly right. They've, they've clearly established they've got their own rules of time travel yes. in the MCU. And so, so yeah, they, could, uh, they can do whatever they want. So who do you want to see back? I don't know. That's what I'm... Because I already mentioned Killmonger. Do you want Killmo- to see Black Widow come back? I don't think Killmonger is actually dead. I, I don't think he ever actually died I don't think Black Panther. I don't think Black Widow's fully dead either because the soul stone was brought back so wouldn't she come back great question so i can see great her question. being alive too. i really wondered about the soul stone things like how does the soul stone that's how, that's how do, how do you bring that back in the exact moment in time because the, the whole concept was the stone has to be returned at the same moment it was removed yeah so pretty much you have to yeah you, you'd get black widow back you essentially think. you'd think so I could see her coming well, back. But, then it was, but the stone only reveals itself after she died. So bring it back would necessarily reverse it. But it could, yeah, yeah. There's options. There's an opportunity there. I'll give you that. There's yeah. an opportunity there. I'm just trying to remember who all died. Um, Widow could come back. Like it would be. I'd be okay with like if Gamora's like whole timeline got restored. Because if we're gonna have her back and have all her character progression just yep. lost, I'm kind of like not into it. Vision's already essentially been brought Vision's back. brought back. Yep. Um, yep. You're going to... Billy and whatever, they're going to be back in... You want to see Quicksilver come back? Yeah, Quicksilver's a big one. Yep. Quicksilver's huge, because I really like the actor who played him. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, what better way to bring him back? I don't, I don't know how that would all work, because I can also see them saving him for, like... Doctor Strange 2, two sure. as well. Sure. And who, I don't know if they want to bring him back or if they want to bring the guy who was in X-Men back. Right. The guy who played right. fake John, right. John Boner. <laughs> <laughs> they might bring him back. AKA talk about Talk about shit in your face. That was, <laughs> that was the one time... Oh, it pissed me off. What that, a... What a just that nasty that tease. and the first Mandarin nasty pissed me tease. off too. Yep. Um, yep. You want to see you want to see Loki come back? I mean, he's getting this show. At the end of it, do you want Loki to be alive? I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that because I think it's more fun for him to be alive than not. Yes. I, I would much rather him being alive. And him and Thor are finally getting along. Not that that would Thor. last. Not that that would last, but. It's hard for me to separate the characters of Thor and Loki. Like, Thor needs Loki, that yin and that yang. I I really want Loki to be around. Yeah, I do I too. Do. I do. Um, I don't think that invalidates or cheapens the death of Loki in Infinity War. Like, that was still tough and unexpected yep. when that happened. Um, so I'm I don't, still I don't think shocked. it cheapens that. Because I was waiting for him to, like, come back. Exactly. I thought it was going to be a fake again. <laughs> and he was super dead. Like, thoroughly dead. Um, and, but I would love to see his character 
be restored. Like All I, for that. Like I said, they just like started getting along for real. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, the sun will rise on us again, and choked out, dead. Yep. Yeah. So my those are my two big things. Owen Wilson, whole show. Yeah, I Loki, agree with you. I want him to be restored, to be alive at the end. And then for me, the third thing, I would love to see a a new villain. Like one that I can't even pull out of my hat and go, I want this villain. I would just love to see a new villain I'm, I come agree. out of this. Um, man, Kang would have been so cool for this, but they're not. They're saving yep. Kang for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. Um, which, right. Uh, which is fine. Um, Paul Rudd, man. I love Paul Rudd. I've said that twice now. I love Paul Rudd three times. Uh, ah, man, I just, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, what else I'd like to see. Like, I think Owen Wilson is basically just going to be reigning in Loki. Like, I think right. he's basically in charge of keeping Loki on a leash. Yeah. Like, he's that parent that you see at, at the parks with their kid yes. on, like, a rope that's two feet long because if they don't let if they let go of that rope never see their, kid again. their kid's that's gonna it. eat wood chips or yeah. something so <laughs> so uh yeah i owen wilson will be great who else who else is confirmed in that out of curiosity Good question. Good because question. The i don't you see you see owen wilson you see loki and I, that's pretty much it there's also like this cool concept that i I remember when they announced the series is people wanted to see like Loki influencing people throughout history to do bad things, okay. which would have been kind of cool to see. Um, yeah, his Owen Wilson's character, Mobius M. Mobius. <laughs> yeah, th- there's very little reveal. Hey, look at that. He's confirmed all six episodes. Let's go. Oh, good. You should feel good now. Good. There is I honestly think it would be great to see him get like killed and then just come right back and be like, "Dude, you can't kill me." <laughs> like, yeah, there, there's just not a lot that's that's revealed. Okay, one of those two, one really of coy. one of those two has to be the villain, well, right? Richard or one e. of those Grant three is your stereotypical. Oh, that uh, that white, dude is like bad guy. That he, dude he is a bad dude in Wolverine. Remember? <laughs> Barely. Yeah, it was it was a weird choice dude, with his character. That dude is a bad dude. So he he's the personification of who the bad guy could be. Is she a love interest? Don't oh wait, I did I did hear we might see a female Loki too. See, and that's something I'm not I'm not, <laughs> not going for. I mean, I don't, I don't get that. Like, I don't care. Nah, it's like. <laughs> Not going for it. So whatever, whatever. I don't. I don't know. They're really they're holding back. Which hey, fair I'm not, enough. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name. Hold back. It's all good. Gugu. Yeah. Gugu Mbathara. That's a tough one. No clue. All right. So that's so that's Loki. Let's talk Shane Chi. All right. That trailer was dope. We've got Kung Fu. I know. In Marvel. Okay. I did. Um, I'm in that like karate in the Marvel universe deal. They had deal. me. They had me at the Mandarin, baby. Yep. Yep. We getting a real Mandarin. They are fixing what Iron Man three destroyed, and that was my dreams. <laughs> like that's it, huh? Just the dreams. Yeah, pretty much. Because okay. uh, Mandarin's like a really prominent Iron Man villain, so it'd been really right. cool to see those two actually duke it out. And, I mean, he probably fits more into Shang-Chi. But, um, let's see here. But it was it was just kind of silly what they did in Iron Man 3. Like, that was... 
I don't know of anybody that really enjoyed that. That yeah. went, oh, that was a great twist. I everyone I hated was, it. Yeah, everyone that was hated universally it. Universally disliked. And, and then after that, they had the uh, little like end credit scene thing that they released, and yeah. it was like, okay, the yeah. real Mandarin's actually pissed. You uh, pretended to be he's, him, he's and there. we're gonna he's kill bad. you. Yeah. Um. So. For those of you who don't know, Mandarin has like 10 rings on his fingers that each do different powers or whatever. Right. So there's a, in the trailer, you see like the bracelets. Yep. So people are saying yep. that those are what the rings are now instead okay. of actual like rings finger, finger rings. Rings that fit around your yep. forearm. Okay. I'm hoping that's not the case. Yeah. You, you want the finger rings? I want the classic. Okay. But we'll see. That's fair. I, I'm just, ex- I'm seriously, I'm just excited for the fighting style, the different, uh, yep. The, just the difference that we're going to get with freaking kung fu, karate, jujitsu, whatever the appropriate designation is, I'm in. Yeah. That's great. Because I, I think we're kind of at that point of it's hard to hard to tell the difference in some of these movies of the fighting styles. Um, and so I'm really excited that we're getting a demonstrably different flavor yep. of action. Like that is great. That is so cool. I'm excited just for the visuals of it, and this is one of those, one of those movies where I, I don't know anything about these characters. Like Shane, I don't really either. No clue. I, no clue. I know he taught Spider-Man Spider-Fu or some, whatever, <laughs> or Way of the Spider. Sure. Way of the Spider, maybe. Sure. So um, I'm excited to see what what they're going to essentially develop with this from a story perspective. What kind of doors they're trying to open? What kind of avenues they're going to go down? But I, I like it because here's the deal: it's fresh. Yep. Okay, so it's not something that is a direct, as far as we know right now, branch off from the first ten years yeah, of the yeah. MCU. Right? It's not four four. We you know, Wandavision was great. Bucky, or sorry, Falcon Winter Soldier was great. But all of that is such a direct. Yep. continuation of the stories that have come before this seems like its own very much its own story that it's gonna it's gonna correlate it's gonna relate um sorry there's a double double relation there you're good uh but it's not dependent it doesn't feel dependent on what came before and i'm excited for that that's cool i feel like you're gonna go in there and you're gonna forget it's a marvel movie for sure. a little bit which is okay yeah um yeah what i am excited for I'm excited to see Mandarin's influence throughout the movies. Yep. Because he is like part of the reason why Tony got kidnapped in the first one. Yep. It's the Ten Rings. He's yep. in charge of that. Yep. So it's going to be really cool to see his, in, like I said, his whole influence throughout those movies. That's why, I, and I'm hoping we've been talking about it all, all podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do not kill him off in the first movie. Let him stay. He's a powerhouse. Yep. Okay. Just. Please. Yep. So, uh, oh man, that would be so sweet. I'm trying to think what else. Oh yeah, and then they're gonna open up, I think, like a whole other mythical side to Marvel, because yeah. like they've shown yep. that dragons are gonna maybe pop up. Right. Um, like there was one clip. Like tiger beasts. Yep. It, there's a bunch of different like mythical yeah. creatures from from like Asian cultures. So it'll be interesting to see that too. I think. No doubt. And no doubt. for the love of God, set up Fin Fang Foom. I want <laughs> a was, Fin Fang Foom because you know how fun it is to say Fin Fang Foom? Oh, it's as fun as it is to say that you love Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. Who doesn't? I love Paul Rudd. 
We're at five. Uh, uh, That's great. Yeah. So Fin Fang Foom would be great because that would open up like the monster side yep. of Marvel. Um, so and, and that could lead us to Man Thing and all these yeah. other big monster creature things. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I think more than anything, I'm excited because Marvel needs this. They yep. they need a to have fresh these yes, these fresh characters, fresh stories. Um, there's because in comics, right? There's there reaches a point where you can really limit yourself in a story in a, just a straight up in the pages story of all you're doing is referencing what's come in the past and you never get around to telling a new or worthwhile story um, that is strong enough on its own merits. It's just you're constantly referencing the past, the past, the past. And the story's over. It's just like, I didn't didn't need all that. Like that was, was unsatisfying. And so I think that there's strength in shows like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, um, and in the, the movies that are going to come out that are in the same vein with Spider-Man Far From Home, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that are still drawing on that direct history, but they need this. They need these movies. The Eternals is going to be another one, I would assume, where yep. it's just fresh. It's just there's no other characters that we know yet. Eventually, is it going to tie in? Are we going to see how it ties in? Yes, but the... What do you want to? What percent do you want to put on it? Like ninety nine percent of it is new, and then there's the one percent that goes in. That's how it plugs in. Yep. And that's great. Like it need it needs both. You don't just want to shuck to the side what's been done because what's been done is fantastic. And for as much as that can be a burden in comics, it can also be a great thing when you're able to draw on that history, but do it in such a way that you're able to tell fresh new stories. It's a foundation to build on. It's not a burden that weighs you down. So. I'm excited for this. I know nothing about it, but we got Kung Fu. We got a great villain like the Mandarin that's being apparently given his due. I hope that's he's great. I hope he's cutthroat. Let's I go. hope first scene he kills five people. Five people. Establish your dominance, sir. Okay. Call your shot right sick. now. Right now. I'm so excited. That's great. I'm trying to lower keep my expectations lower too, because I don't yep. I I've been tricked before. <laughs> <laughs> well, ah. looks like it's expected current Expect a release date September 3rd of this year. That time's going to go by fast. And when is Black Widow coming out? Next month? Yeah, let's let's go to the tape here real quick. May sounds correct. I just Black May? Black May. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's getting late. It's getting late. Here we go. Let's try this again. July. July 9th. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Goodness. Well, Man, we got a lot of good things to look forward to. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's good. A lot of good things to look forward to. We'll uh, we'll have more to, to delve into in future episodes. Anything anything else you want to throw out I there before we wrap th- this puppy up? I think that's it. Man, that's our shortest episode. Man. We, yeah. we rolled her out. Tell you what. We cranked through it. That was great stuff. Good content. A lot of good stuff to discuss. Can't wait to see what we come up with here in another week or so. I guess the last thing would be, like, you're hearing these titles, like Eternals and Shang-Chi and... Just don't be worried about it. Like, for being new and you're like, ugh, I don't know if this is going to be worthwhile, look at Guardians of the Galaxy. People were all like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the first flop Marvel produces. Everyone bet that that movie would flop, and it sk- 
skyrocketed. It, it was, was one, it's one of the best Marvel movies. It so I think I think Eternals is going to introduce us to this long legacy of built like this universe building. I think yeah. that's what the Eternals is going to set out. I think Shang-Chi is going to show us this what's happening in Asia during this time or getting out yeah. of just strictly America. Sure. I mean, Ameri- sure. I think they did say San Francisco is going to be in there, but like getting into the Asian culture, which we haven't seen. And then, uh, I mean, we don't know what Loki's even going to do. We have no idea what Loki's going to do. They kept that yeah. pretty like under wraps, even in the trailer. It's hard to like figure it out. So again, the X-Men are still out there. They haven't been tapped into it. I, I feel, know. Like we, feel like we do this every time, or I bring it up every time. Um, but I love that they are just in the thick of characters that the general public, and I'll include myself in that, don't know anything we're that much about. Because that allows you, when you make a great movie, that allows an audience member like myself to go into it with really neutral expectations where I'm going, okay, I know that this production company has a track record of pumping out great films, so yep. this should be good, but that's it. Yep. That makes it so much easier to enjoy a story when your expectations are realistic. And listen, we're guys that love Batman, Superman, the DC, Pantheon, but part of, I think, the burden, and this is a topic we'll get into on a different day, part yep. of the burden of that is there's so much more well-known yep. than Shang-Chi yep. that it can be that much more difficult I think to make a really good movie with one of those characters because you have you're just limited that much more you have to fit this paradigm of what so many different people see in their minds when they say Batman here's what I picture yep you say Shang-Chi who it gives you the creative freedom absolutely because you can kind of do whatever you want with it and nobody's gonna yeah. really care unless they're die-hard Shang-Chi fans which I'm sure there are a few out I'm there sure there's dozens but like uh only for the most sense. part, no one's going to be like hardcore on it, no. so you can kind of do what you want. No, it opens so. it opens up stuff. So it's great, it's great. Looking forward to it. You should be too. And if you're listening to this, you probably are. Yeah. So um, on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. Let's do it. Um, make sure you subscribe, follow us, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Paul Rudd. Godspeed. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>